Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today. Bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is Hollywood. What separates Kobe from the pack? More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. Yes. It's Tuesday, so y'all know what that means. The sports for you, episode 33. It's John. It's Mark. Yeah, what's up? It's Nick Freeze. All right, all right. And Morris, the man working the board, the blueprint being ready. Thank y'all for joining us on a Tuesday night live on Facebook and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Townhouse Media on YouTube. Like Townhouse Media on Facebook. Like Sports for You on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, Sports for You Podcast, Townhouse Media Now. Download where you listen to your podcast Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Google. Stitcher, Amazon Music. It's a celebration tonight. As y'all hear the sounds of Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., aka Little Wayne, Kobe B. Bryant. They're gonna remember this ain't no sad day today. I know we miss Kobe, but it's not a sad day today. We're gonna celebrate. We gonna lift up the net. We gonna keep Kobe's memory, keep Gigi's memory going. So, gentlemen, let's just go ahead and get started. Before we get started, let's first remember Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Atabelli, Alyssa Annabelli, Carrie Annabelli, Peyton Chester, Sarah Chester. Christina Mauser and Ara Zoban and all their families. Keep saying those families' names. As much as we talk about Kobe and Gigi, seven other families' lives were changed forever that day as well. But we're going to celebrate mm-hmm. for them. We gonna, obviously going to celebrate for Kobe because Vanessa said it, she wants this to be a celebration. Yes, it's a sad day. I know people probably been holding back tears and been sad about everything, but is Mamba out? But as LeBron said last year, not forgotten. So let's just start, man. It's been a year. Did you think we would? I didn't think we would get to this day, but we made it. And still feels surreal sometimes, because even though he's not here in the physical, 
every time you see all his highlights still circling around on the internet, Twitter, Instagram, and you saw it a lot today, a lot of different tributes, ESPN, NBA TV, no matter where you found it, there was a lot to celebrate Kobe. Not to cut you off with the Kobe, I also want to say rest in peace to uh, Soku Smith. Yes. From uh, NBA TV. Yes. Mm. Sad news today. Seku Smith, one mm-hmm. of the best in the business. Wow, I didn't know that. Passed away today and is being reported it was complications from COVID. Mm-hmm. So we remember for, as the numbers are trying to take a slower trend to decrease, we're still in the pandemic. And also, since we're paying tribute to those who we lost It'd be foolish of us if we didn't say R.I.P. to the real home, to the home run king, to most eyes. Probably one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. Henry Lewis Aaron. Man. Hammering Hank Aaron, who we lost on Friday at the age of 86. Mark, you were a Braves fan. Obviously. We know, obviously, we only get the chance to know Hank Hank Aaron from seeing highlights and everything, but the he has such an impact out, even after baseball is just ridiculous. He's still, this day, even in his last days, is still just remembered for his greatness. Off the field, on the field, it doesn't matter. What he had to endure and everything, man. Like, I, if, if it was a way I can't, I just want to tell him thank you. For you know everything he had to go through, most definitely he went through a whole lot, <clears throat> a whole lot of unnecessary stuff that a lot of great black athletes or black people in general had to deal with around that time. Mm-hmm. Man, I I watched the seven fifteen the other on Friday. Mm-hmm. Vince Scully was on the call. All the stuff, the death threats he received. People pre-wrote this man's obituary. Who wow. does that? They pre-wrote this man's obituary because they thought if he hit, broke Babe Ruth's record, somebody was gonna somebody was gonna sniper him <laughs> as he was rounding the bases. Babe Ruth didn't exist. Babe Ruth was black, so that, that's why I heard too. But to celebrate Henry Lewis Aaron for everything he did, and especially trying to increase baseball in the in the in the inner city. I watched today. They had his celebration of life in Atlanta. Had a lot of obviously a lot of Mark's favorite Braves: Clavin, Smoltz, Chipper Jones was there. Marquise Grissom was David Justice there. I did not see David Justice. I can remember that I can recall. I don't mm. think well, he, he didn't speak. Okay, but um, Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was just a good celebration, and that's and like they said in the movie, the Sandlot: Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's why we're going to celebrate Hank. We're going to celebrate Cope. R.I.P. Larry King. Mm, man, that's that's another goat right there that's gone. It's like, like uh, when we had a meeting last we before we um, got on the air last a couple weeks ago, I remember producer Ben Reddy saying, it seemed like we're losing too many of our legends. But, man. But, uh, and, 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 uh, but they live, but guys like Larry King and Hank, Hank Aaron live yeah. full lives. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say, man. Like, like Hank Aaron was 86. Uh, he lived a long, uh, you know, prosperous life. So, uh, salute to him, man. Like I said, you know, love and peace to his his friends and family, and uh, also Larry King as well, man. 
Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> and I, I mean, and Kobe too, but we'll get on Kobe in a minute. Oh, of course. So. This 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 Kobe's day right here. All day. So let's talk about Kobe, man. Obviously, I just think about the first time I brought. I think about the first time he suited up in the purple and gold. Just the whole theory of Jerry West. Rolling the dice on this seventeen-year-old kid. Nobody really knew nothing much. We and we watched, and all of us who watch high school basketball, we watched the McDonald's games. We watched, you know, the showcases on t on TV. I swear, I did not know who Kobe Bryant was until the day till he entered into the draft. Well, about that back until I knew till he took Brandy to prom. And I'm like, who's this dude? But I just see the only memory of having a basketball is the one highlight of him going coast to coast with the. Doing the the one handed dunk. That's the only thing I can ever remember of his game in high school. Fortunately for me, um, I was privy to the information that the Lakers was gonna work him out, and they called Coop uh, to Inglewood High, because um, they you know they thought Coop was the best defender. They want to right, uh, you know, see what they what, what they had in him, and I wasn't there, but from 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 what I was told. <clears throat> and what was reported was uh, a seventeen-year-old Coop. I mean, seventeen-year-old Coop mm-hmm. gave Coop work and I'm easy never, buckets. I'm, <laughs> easy I'm, buckets. Michael Mike Cooper. Hey, hold on now. And hey. so, and so, uh, and so from from then on, like you know, Jerry West, and they, and they knew that he was he, he he was special. And the thing was, I think it was Jerry West, Dale Hare, whoever was in Bill Burke, they was telling mm-hmm. Coop like. Okay, Coop, you can stop. You can stop messing yeah. around. Go ahead and play defense. He was like, I am playing defense. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I am playing Wait, defense. Hold on now. But see, uh, in the background, y'all might not hear Ben. That's because Ben don't know about Coop. Hey, hey, ho- hey, hold on. I don't even like the Lakers, but start Coop out. Ben don't know. Ben don't know about Coop. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me disrespect Michael <laughs> yeah. Cooper, man, like that. Yeah, man. Ben, ben don't know about Coop you know about in, Coop. in his defense. So, yeah. what? Well, uh, that's true. Well, that, yeah. just, that just shows you how that special you how Kobe special was. was. Yeah, special Kobe was. Actually, it's crazy because LA Times just recently released the video of the that workout was never seen, mm-hmm. and somehow, somehow, um, it was Rex Kalamian. He was a former assistant coach from the Clippers. He had the video, and they got the LA Times of Kobe's pre-draft workout. The only no one ever seen. But man. And I think about early Kobe. I think about obviously we always bring up the four air balls, and you know, but I think about his first encounters with Jordan. Everybody brings up the thirty-five he had at United Center on MJ, which was one. But I think about the second time MJ's last game in the Forum in '98. It was the week before the All Star game in New York, and them two are going to be facing off again. And Kobe held his own. He didn't have an efficient game. The Lakers won, but. He wasn't afraid of the moment, and you could see it early. And knowing that he and this was his idol, and he basically was like, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just bow down because he's the greatest. I'm gonna show him that I'm coming I'm coming I'm coming I'm coming from the throne. Mm-hmm. Now he did. He he didn't show no fear at all. Uh, and and, and I think that that that's what that's what made Kobe Kobe is. Uh, he might have respected you, you know, and what you was, but when it's time to play, when it's time to hoop, it was it was time to go. Yeah, he was most definitely cutthroat. There was no doubt about that at all. So, and um, most definitely, you know, just even from like my generation watching him, you know, it was it was real dope to see 
the way he progressed as a player, you know, from you know, from like when he first got mm-hmm. drafted to, you know, the Shaq well when the Shaq domination years to him being the Mamba, to him being the uh the player that he ended up being. And you know, even like, you know, when in the later years with the injury, it it was it, I told people before I was like, Man, Kobe should just retire. Because I'm like, there's no reason for him to play anymore. After he got that um that Achilles injury, I'm like, there's no reason for him to play anymore. He's he's proved everything um he needs to. That's not Kobe though. I know, nah. I, of course. I already knew it. <laughs> I knew he was gonna keep on playing. I'm like, man, he had nothing else to prove. Yeah. I think he would have too. I think the and he but you just his mind state. I've had hearing a story today about the Achilles. You just think about he tears his Achilles. Thanks a lot, Dan Tony. Um Nah, Kobe was the runner of that well, team. Thank you. <laughs> Kobe was the runner of that team. Thank you. Hey, I, I, I thank am, you. Hey, I'm not trying to. Hey, I get you though. I, you know, but, but, but you know, but that, but you, that, you know what I'm that, saying. Tommy, I got you. I hear you. You know what I'm saying. But I know, but you're right. But because you couldn't stop Kobe, you couldn't. You had, you had to protect Kobe from himself, and that was even difficult for even Phil. So I think about the moment he was shooting them free throws, mm-hmm. and then he walks off the court, and then the next day he's already in the. He's already on the operating table getting like. Cause he's on the phone with the with the doctors, team doctors. Say, okay, we need to hurry and get this going, get this process started asap. And he went and had surgery exactly the next morning, probably not even twenty four hours. But five hours later, mm. he's at he's in Cedar Sinai at six a.m. in the morning in that Achilles scare. Because he was like, you know, I'm not missing any. I'm not fun trying to miss the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Back. And then he had the fractured kneecap, that bot. That just, ugh. Yeah. It was was bad. And then the following year, he had the torn rotator cuff. And I'm like, this cannot be how my guy's going in career ending. But that final year, I was like, Man, I just think about it. I was in the area. I wasn't actually in Staples Center. I was at LA Live. I was at Tom's Urban. Me and Sophie's mom was was there watching the game. We was going to a watch. It was a watch party. Seven Ten was having, and they was also giving away passes to be in the box. I remember. I used to work next door. And I'm like, funny. And I was like, man, like just they call my name. I'm like, man, I'm there. But I was like, right, they didn't call my name. So I'm just so we just chilled at Tom's Urban. And I watched it, and that you would have thought that place was Staples Center, was was as loud as Staples Center. Yeah, that definitely had a that. <clears throat> from what I remember, uh, that game definitely had a playoff atmosphere. It did, and had you know Utah had playoff implications, but Lakers not so much. But that definitely had a playoff atmosphere. It looked like it was like a Game Seven type type game. You think about it, Jay Z's on him and beyond. He's on the on the run tour in Tampa. And he flies in just for night. He tells Kobe, he's like, I'm on I'm on the road right now, but you know, I'm flying in just to see you play your final game. You got Kanye there. Chris, I didn't even notice Chris Tucker was at the last game. He was on was a bunch of celebrities at the last game. Obviously, the, we talked about the before we, the show. We were talking about the weekend. He was there. Adam Levine. Obviously, you had um the Rams had just moved, so you had like Robert Quinn, Tavon Austin there, obviously making the PR. Since the Rams was here, because Steve Stout was there, and but that game was just crazy. Snoop, Shaq's courtside, and then you see all Kobe's former teammates from guys I hadn't seen in God knows when. 
seen Horace Grant, DJ Banga, and Brian Cook, and Gary. I'm seeing GP, and then you have GP's son who ended up playing for the Lakers G League team, and then obviously Fish was there, and and Lamar seeing Lamar Odom. It was just crazy, and I just was like, let me just get through the last game. Just gonna get through it. I did not think he was going for sixty. But when he got the fit, got the forty, I was like, mm, "Something's brewing." And then he got the fifty. I was like, "Man, there's no way he's going for 60. And I tell you, they Tom's Urban, the roof almost blew off. Tom's Urban, pause. Yeah, uh, I remember that night. Um, I was just, in, and you know, and and I had a lot of thoughts about that game, and uh, I'm reserving thoughts for now. Same here. Um, but. I just remember watching that game and saying, what is he going to end with? <clears throat> because I, I knew, and it's crazy because the first half, it, you would have thought that he wasn't going to have a good game because he didn't start off you know, good at all. But he got in, he got in his, in his Kobe rhythm mm-hmm. in the second half and, and, and just went uh, and went bananas. Uh, it was dope to me that he, he that's the way he ended. He ended his career uh, with 60. That's dope. <laughs> the crazy part is, Everybody gets on Kobe for being a ball hog. And this was the one time that everyone was passing him the ball and he was trying to pass to others. To, like, nah, man. Nah. And he was, yeah. And he had like Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell, the young and Larry Nance. That was the one scene in the game where it was just Kobe and the kids on the floor. Yeah, and, that's uh, dope. I, man. I, was, I don't remember those Lakers. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's far. Yeah, that's, that's LeBron. That's, that's two LeBron seasons, three LeBron seasons removed. Yeah, no, that's that's dope. But for me, uh, and it's weird, and we talk about Kobe's basketball career. But for me, uh, Kobe basketball is is second to me for him. Yeah, it's, man. Um, him as a father. Yeah, and I think I think me being a father, same here, has uh, probably put a lot of different things in perspective when it comes to people. But uh, just watching him as because Kobe as a basketball player, by the time he became Kobe. I already had my favorite player. You know, I was already on Magic right. and, and and Jordan. Then my favorite player was Jason Kidd. So how and I get it. How you know, as a Laker fan, John, you know, reacted to Kobe. Yeah, man. To me, basketball, Kobe, basketball wise, I, it was like he's a, he's really a great player, but I didn't adapt to him like that. Right. I think seeing him as a father is what made me, you know, start to like okay. I get it. <laughs> like th- this is this is really dope to me, and, and uh, it, it's just sad, man. Like like when you see a father who's who's in their kid's life, and then they get taken like that. And then the Gigi part just kills me yeah. because yeah. I'm a, I'm a father of a little girl, mm-hmm. and I just think about that happened to me, how my daughter would be, and I just be afraid. Mm-hmm. I just be fearful, and. And I think about we and everyone always wanted Kobe to have a son because they wanted to see who's going to – because everyone talked about, you know, Jordan's kids was never good in basketball and this and that. And they wanted to see if Kobe can have a son and they could be the next – to be the next Kobe. And then Gigi was like, you know what, hold, chill. I got this. And she did. She was very good at basketball. I mean – Very, very good. That video, that one video of, of her doing the, the, the head shot, the shoulder fake, and then she yeah. doing the – I was like, hold on, man. Yeah, she 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 got it honest. She had it honest. She was the uh, she was gonna be the uh, WNBA savior. Man, I'm I'm gonna be honest. Like as far as like taking yeah. WNBA to that next level, yeah. she would have been she, she would have been the one because she would have been a superstar's uh, daughter. 
you know, not just a regular, like, you know, a, a Hall of Famer's daughter that was, you know, all, that's almost as good as him at, in her lane. I, I think she had the she had the talent, but I think what made her better is her competitiveness. Yes, and then her like her will and her want to learn and want to do better. Like, like when, him. When you when you have that that when you have that marriage where you got the talent, then you also have the person who who's competitive, right? And also like, I want to I want to be great. You don't get a lot of people like that, and so uh, I think she at a young age she showed that, and 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 that's what's you know. Was, what was so special about her? Man, she was doing moves. I was like, a 13-year-old girl should not be doing these moves where she was like yeah. head fake, crossover, spit. And I'm not saying that because she's a girl. I'm just saying for her at that age. For her at that age, Because yeah. a lot of girls in high school wasn't doing the stuff she was doing. There's some dudes in high school that came or the college, she was doing. Or college. Yeah. Pros. Who was, she had the mamba mentality. She embraced... I'm Kobe Bryant's daughter. I know people are gonna are gonna probably feel like, okay, you're Kobe's daughter. Let me try to see if I can check you 94 feet. Hmm. And she embraced the challenge. And that's just a sad part because she had such a promising future. Probably was gonna go to UConn. Definitely was gonna go to the WNBA. It's and dope that UConn retired her number two. Yes, I found, I, found I, found that very, I found that very dope. And she and obviously Kobe just being this now ambassador for women's sports, especially for the WNBA, just the nasty image of him in the in the WNBA hoodie at the Lakers Mavs game, mm-hmm. him talking stuff to Luca and Slovenian <laughs> that cracks me up. I want to ask you guys a question. Obviously, we talk about the sixty point game. Obviously, we all know all the notable Kobe moments. But is there a Kobe moment that doesn't get talked about that sometimes you think about like, well, this this moment. Gets a, is a little underrated that they don't get the pub that it should like you know eighty one um, the sixty two and three quarters which don't disrespect me and uh, and the sixty point game for me it was game seven uh, against Boston when he had a horrible shooting game my God man um, worst game of, to me that was the worst game he ever played I don't think it was the worst game he ever played that was most definitely his worst final fi- game. worst playoff game playoff I, game no, as far as shooting wise but okay. if you go back and watch and and. When I started coaching, I went, you know, I started looking at games like from a coaching standpoint. Right. Kobe did everything else great on the court except for make shots. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets enough respect, enough, like you said, pub for that. The, the, the defense he was playing, um, and there's a lot of passes that he was making that he wasn't getting assist on, but um, it's just him making the right plays. I think, you know, he was probably just pushing too much. He wanted to get that game seven win so, so bad. Day. Um, but for me, that game right there, um, just because he wasn't shooting well, but he did everything else well on the court. He did have 15 rebounds. And his, yeah. the fact that he – you could just tell the, it was <laughs> waning on him. Cause, mm-hmm. But he did not – he didn't want no one to see that he was, you know, me, this was mentally against him because his shot was was hitting the side of the backboard and stuff. But he had those 15 rebounds. He played this best D you could play on Paul Pierce in a – he's just – you can play. What about you, Nick? Um, for me, it's most definitely that um, that game against Toronto. Not not the uh, the eighty one point game, the game where the Lakers were down. Um, they were down by like what? Oh my god! I know what you're talking about. Man, it was, it was down by like what, like fifteen or something. Oh. It was something crazy going into the fourth, and Kobe had five fouls going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, he did not get a single foul. Played great defense against Rudy Gay in that game, and oh. especially in that quarter. Oh man, that game! I, man, that game! 
That's when he hit like three awkward at Staples Center. I've never seen nothing that crazy ever. And the thing about it was, what was that? He was playing. He had a outside the five fouls. He was making. He took some real bad shots. He was. He was. But he. But you know something when it hit like about, I want to say like about the four minute mark, and he had made this one three pointer, and and I was at. I think I was at. Um. Was that was I here? I, I was either here. Or I was at uh, at B Finn House, and I remember telling somebody, "I'm like, hey, they better guard him because he just like because the, the three pointer he had just made was so crazy. I'm like, he he just got in the rhythm just yeah, that fast. That's all it takes. Sometimes that's all it took. That one that one shot. And then he in. did that spin jumper fadeaway on like four people. I remember that. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, these dudes are they're gonna lose. <laughs> well, well, they're going to lose. Like I refuse, and I didn't. And I think at that point the Lakers were still down by like six. I'm like Toronto is going to lose. I think about the fact when he had Rudy Gay. And I think someone did a flyby, tried to block him on the three, and he just got in rhythm. Was just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, man. It was like nobody was there. It and, was, it was crazy. And then the exclamation point with him going coast to coast with the two hand dunk. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell he was tired because I remember Mike Trudell interviewing him post game. He had his hands on his knees. He was. He had to. He had, he to, give, like, he had to give his all to win that game because they was going to lose. If it wasn't for what he did, that game was over. And then backstage, Lakers was filming. And then he got, you hear Chris Duhon and Earl Clark was like, did y'all see that? Yes. That's the Mamba. I was like crazy. For me, another a game that stands out, I think about that Portland game in 07. Mm. Oh, my God. When he, I think he had 60. He had, that point in game 07, he had 60. Oh my god, that streak where he was going with those 50 point games. Uh-huh. But that Portland game, because that was the like one of the first games I remember the Lakers like changed the lighting inside Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And he and he just seemed like he was just making everything. That was to me one of his first like big games that when he switched over to 24. Mm. But that game was crazy. Hey, do the Lakers retire both jerseys? Yeah, they did. They did. They did? Okay. They good. retired both jerseys. Good. He had no choice. Yeah. Good. He had two Hall of Fame careers, like Barry Bonds. What you think, B? Well, well, say that, say that for, say that for the next time because definitely we gonna read that because we Let's gonna never talk. Although we celebrate Kobe, but like Vanessa say, we keep dick to the celebration, so we still gonna talk about our normal sports stuff too. Best baseball player ever to touch your back. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Hey. Hey, man. Hey, look, I, I, I'm about to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say the numbers. I'm going to say the numbers no, later. No, 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 we ain't got to do all that, we but go ahead. What's your favorite Kobe moment? Uh, since, he, since he my dog, one of the best moments, I would say it would be. The 62? No. Oh. <laughs> he ain't going to say that one. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. Amazon is offering sign on bonuses up to $1,000. Plus, get up to $20 an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater new, higher wages with a sign on bonus, a range of real benefits, and career growth opportunities in a top rated workplace. So earn more and see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. 
Order yours at GetArculus.com. Wow. You, 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 dang. Look. I'm a, I know what you're talking about. And you see my post. Yeah. My, my favorite player was Sean Kemp. Yes. Almost could have been Kobe's teammate. Kobe. Kobe jumped over Sean. Mm-hmm. That's your favorite player? Yeah. Gotcha. Sean Kemp almost became a Laker, too, man. Gotcha. But at one time, though, when he was like 275 Cavaliers, pounds. Cavaliers. Right before... before he there was a trade. I saw this when GP and they did a special NBA TV. The, he was supposed to go to the Lakers, and then the GM was like, you know, we don't want to play you four times a year, so we're gonna send you to Cleveland. So that's how he ended up in Cleveland. But he was supposed to be a Laker. Nah. So he was supposed to be a Laker. Who's gonna be part of that trade? I'm assuming it was probably Eddie Jones, probably Van Exel, probably well not Van what? Exel, but probably at least Eddie Jones because you weren't. I know Kobe wasn't in it, and you oh, weren't. Of course getting, not. They weren't getting the Shaq. So I'm assuming wait, so Kobe, that'll, Kobe, that'll, wait, 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 wait. Kobe, Shaq, and Sean Kemp? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. They're going to mark that song again. <laughs> Kobe, I felt the same way. Hey, that would have been crazy. Hey, if they had him in 2011, they wouldn't have got swept. Man. <laughs> if they had Garnett, oh, they there you go, man. How you going to bring that up? How you going to bring that up? No, seriously. But, yeah. I think with Kobe, man. Right. Today, like I was saying, like he left footprints for the future. Like you really can have that mumble mentality and put that, like you said, to any part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter what you're doing. Yeah, you will. You will keep pushing forward. It's funny when you bring that up, B, because you bring up, you know, the passing of Sekou Smith today, and I was listening to Sedano and LZ in the car, and they brought up how he. Obviously, LZ said he knew him for like 20 years when he was been a writer, but he brought people like Jamel Hill who knew him like 10 years before that when he was just an intern mm-hmm. trying to be an NBA, trying to, you know, be on the NBA beat. And he, they said he just worked his, he worked, he, he had to, he embraced the mama mentality because he knew he had to try to, as a brother in, in, the, in, the, in the media, he had to work hard enough to get more attention. So he worked as hard, and this is sad to see that this brother's gone, man. But I didn't either. Yeah, I just seen it today. And my because one of my guys, <laughs> shout out my guy David from Showtime Forum, he hit me up. Was like, Sekou Smith died. I was like, no. And then I looked, and I was like, Come that's on, crazy, man. That ain't even real. It's not even real. But um, you bring that up. I, you by him after basketball. The Rodney Pete said this today. The fact that he was. Willing to to spread the mom the share the mamba mentality. You this new generation of players. Obviously, we, we joke on Kyrie, but Kyrie was a Kobe was a, was a protege of Kobe. Jason Tatum, I mean Paul George, Kawhi. Kawhi. Obviously, we know we can get into LeBron and D Wade. Those were guys he competed, but they still saw him as that big brother. Carmelo, Chris Paul, all those guys in like in the two thousands who were his. Com- Contemporaries, they st- they looked at him like he was their OG, and you think about all the, the youngsters who are in now. They, that's like he's like they you know they big brother like a father figure to him. Because you think about Jason Tatum growing up in St. Louis, he grew up a Lakers fan, he grew up a Kobe fan, and he's a Celtic now, and he still wears something purple and gold because Kobe had that much of an influence on him. Mm. You just think about the celebration of life. How many of the younger cats were there? 
like him, like Kyrie, like Kimba, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, guys who were who Kobe basically kept getting rings for maybe the first couple of years of their careers because they were young and you know he had to teach them you know teach them as as the older dog how to win, but they he shared the, the tricks of the mama mentality not just with him and he thinking about. With women's basketball, like with Sabrina Inescu and she got game, or the the girl Facts. from Notre Dame, Enrique Wale, she and, got game too. And obviously, you can just talk about. Obviously, he was just he's gonna be his legacy will live forever, and we have to keep it going. And obviously, just keep his family his family in prayer. I can't imagine losing a child. Mm. We don't talk about his parents a lot. But the fact that you know they're 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 still suffering. I don't care what anyone says. You nobody wants to bury a child. No, that's not how it's supposed to go. Never. Nobody wants to. That's not supposed to go. Yeah. And so just remember that. But like in in the instance of obviously Kobe, we gonna keep pushing on. We gonna keep pushing and talk about this mom as the mom and keep the mom mentality for sports for you as your number one sports show. We talked about uh, Kyrie. He made his return. Last week against the Cavs. Obviously, he had this long Instagram post because I guess a lot of people were already ready to put the doom to the the net the net season because boss basically already calling for the Nets future over. Right. Sorry, Cope. <laughs> so Kyrie gets this long Instagram post, and we don't need to read it. If y'all seen it, y'all seen it. But he basically saying, we'll still be around when it's time. And obviously now, what have been y'all first implements of the Nets? Obviously, we've only had like three, four games with the big three now. Harden, all three of them now playing together. But early early evaluations. Uh, Kyrie Irving is calling sexist little brother. Uh, wow. <laughs> 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 wow! What? I, can't, um, I can't say what I uh. What yeah, I, really I got to you. Say. Yeah, I got you. He sunned him most um, definitely. Um, for me, I, I don't think that uh the Nets can stop a wet paper bag from scoring. They really can't. Um, <laughs> and they have no depth. No. Um, but what I am uh glad to see, and I want to see it, is uh I do think that those three will be able to play together. Um, it, it, it was a question at first because you got two ball dominant players, but at the end of the day, uh, all three of them are hoopers, man. They you know they, they go figure out a way to to get it done, and and I seen it even you know in the losses with against Cleveland, um, and last night when they beat Miami, the offense was struggling. But when I went back and looked at the game, um, I can see it. I I can see where. Uh, at times, James Harden taking the, you know, taking some possessions off. You know what I'm saying? Or Kyrie doing the same thing. Like, I, I think it's going to be able to work. I just think they need depth. They need to learn how to play defense. Like, they lost to the Cavaliers with the big three? They yeah. lost both twice. Both games. No, no, they didn't. The first game was with the big three. The second game, Durant didn't play. No. Well, I'm just giving you the facts. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it was. That's all. I don't, yeah. don't want to put no bad. Well, they still have, they still working on chemistry. Right. So. But they beat Miami though, so it's fine. Oh, man, everybody beat Miami this year. Yeah, we'll see in the playoffs. No Jimmy Butler though. If they Don't, make it. No, no Jimmy Butler. If they make it, they gonna make it. Speaking of the Nets, there's talks about they're interested in maybe bringing in JaVale McGee in a trade. 
They're looking. To, they're seeing if Andre Drummond's gonna get bought out by Cleveland. But this one, and I brought this up, with my guy Chris Camillo on our Showtime Forum halftime show. Shout out to the familiar. This talk about them maybe interested in trading for Kevin Love. Why? I don't know why. I mean, what? So they have some extra shooters. But I, here's my question: What are you giving up? You don't have nothing. I, they have nothing that can match the the money that Kevin Love is getting paid. You I, are, I, someone in our chat said trade Joe Harris. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not about to trade Joe Harris for I, Kevin Love. I just know if that was LeBron, the question would be how much help does LeBron need? Man, yeah, but I'm gonna leave that alone. But man, I mean, but I digress. I mean, Kevin Durant has played with uh, three uh, MVP players in his career, so LeBron's never did that. Yeah. So yeah, but LeBron just basically, but LeBron's basically the one who needs all the help. He's he has no clutch gene, and let LeBron play with three MVP players. Yeah, he in basically, his and he basically told Cleveland like, yeah, don't laugh at me. Yeah, and that's why I outscored you in the fourth quarter yesterday. I mean, you know, he said we're not Brooklyn. So you want to know what's funny? Peep the media. You know what's even more funnier? The Nets defense. <laughs> <laughs> People who vote. <laughs> like or in the, this case, people who don't vote. You're wrong, man. Are you? <laughs> so let's straight. So let's talk today. And we talked about the host today. We celebrated the life of Henry of Hank Aaron. We talked about the life of Hank Aaron today. Mm-hmm. And it was also the announcement of the... Baseball Hall of Fame class of 2021, or so we thought. Today it was announced <laughs> that there was that nobody will be inducted in the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown this summer. Are you fucking kidding me? So basically, you can say it one time in the PG-13 movie. So basically, <laughs> this will happen. They announced obviously the 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 voters who came in and the only person who came close to. Getting, you need 75% of the ballot to get in. And the only person who came close into getting a vote, getting on, getting inducted was one, Kurt Schilling. So now I have how the voting went. Kurt Schilling got 71.1%. He, he was 16 votes shy of, of 75%. You have Barry Bonds in, at 61.8. Roger Clemens at 61.6. Scott Rowland, 52.9. Omar Vizquel, 49.1. Billy Wagner, 46.4. Ty Helton, 44.9. Gary Sheffield, 40.6. Mark, you asked about your boy, Andrew Jones. 33.9%. Time out. Hold on. Time out. I'm not Time out. Hold on. No. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How many people usually get voted in? Whoever whoever gets 75, whoever gets 75% of the vote. Okay. So, since there's no 75%, they didn't think, all right, let's just go ahead and have the, the uh, people with the top five votes and just add them so we don't have a vacant year in the Hall of Fame, which Nick, makes They've done this three zero. times in the last 25 years. The answer is no. That's what's, like, the, what's the point of having nobody going to the Hall of Fame that's one like, year? That's like nobody graduating from high school one year. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> that, is, that doesn't help nobody. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, they're never, like you, they're being a pro football Hall of Fame game, but there's not going to be a pro football Hall of Fame induction. The NFL would never, ever do that. Nah. Exactly. They do some dumb stuff, but they are not that dumb. <laughs> They want. They actually want money. 
So, so let me give you some more of the votes. Jeff Kent, 32.4. Um, Manny Ramirez, 28.2. Sammy Sosa, 17. Andy Pettit, 13.7. 17 for Sammy Sosa? Um, Mark Burley, 11. Tory Hunter, 9.5. Bobby Abreu, 8.7. Tim Hudson, 5.2. Um, Ramos Ramirez, 1%. The rest of these people didn't really have votes. Latroy Hawkins had half a percent. Barry Zito has 0.2, and then like guys like Burnett, Kadir, Dan Heron, Nick Switzer, Shane Victorino, they didn't even get votes. And you don't have if you have less than five percent, you you're off the ballot the next year. Wow. Wow. So let's just talk let's just address the elephant in the room, obviously. They didn't vote Barry Bond. They're, the writers are being are trying to use the character clause, keeping Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kirk Schilling out the Hall of Fame right now. Now they're in their ninth, they have one more year. Of eligibility, so next year if they do not if they do not get voted in, they go to the veterans committee. As a lot of older writers, they're so not, they're not making it, and so they're basically punishing them for the baseball for them. Some using steroids or allegedly, but here's my thing, and I heard Jim Bowden say this today, former ML, MLB GM. There are players who we know who are linked, pause to the steroid era, who are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But they're trying to, and he's and and he's also saying this because he was in the Pittsburgh Pirates front office when they drafted Barry Bonds. He said Barry Bonds is the greatest player that ever lived. I agree. And if you and like said I earlier. said, if you go look at Barry Bonds' career pre San Francisco, since y'all want to, since everyone focuses on San Francisco, y'all don't focus on the pirate on on his career with the Pirates. The dude was a Hall of Famer then. So I'm gonna leave that alone, but what, this what, is stupid. This is just stupid. What I don't get about baseball is during the quote unquote steroid era, baseball knew about steroids. Yes, and it was making them money, and they yes. was eating off the money that was benefiting. That Did was the best not, era of baseball. Did they watch. not watch the McGuire Sosa thirty for thirty? Who watched the McGuire Sosa thirty for thirty this summer? I did. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting because it reminded me of. Uh, I remember that, like that year in particular, I watched a lot of baseball as a kid. And that's all they used to talk about. That was very interesting that, to watch that. But, but this is my thing. If, if baseball got money off of it and ate handsomely off of it, now you're trying to uh, punish them? Like, like nah, like you can't do that, man. My whole thing is this. what What's the benefit of keeping them out behind steroids? Does that really, does that really help you guys? Because now, all of a sudden, you know, from a fan's aspect, they're like, what's the, what's the point? You know that doesn't that doesn't help nobody. You know you 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 go ahead and keep them out of the Hall of Fame, but everybody knows they're a Hall of Fame player, like Pete Rose. Yeah, everybody knows he deserves to go to the Hall of Fame. And the thing about it with Pete Rose is now you're embracing gambling. Yeah, so you should really put him in the Hall of Fame now. Uh, I, I, in in the words of my pops, he said, "Man, baseball don't have a Hall of Fame. They got the Hall of Friends." And let's be and let's be honest. And yep. let's be honest with, with baseball on the baseball the 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 Hall of Fame is a museum. So you tell me you're not gonna take your kids to go see Barry Bonds and break I, Hank Aaron's record? And I guarantee Barry Bonds and probably Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling probably have items in that museum. Yes, <laughs> that don't make no. Right. Y'all, you tell me that Kurt Schilling's bloody sock isn't in the hall of, in the, at the Hall of Fame? Well, they said that was ketchup. Man, look, all I gotta say is Barry Bonds is a 14-time All Star, seven-time NL MVP, eight-time Golden Glove Award winner. <laughs> 12-time Silver Slugger, three-time Hank Aaron Award winner, two-time NL um, Batting Champion, two-time NL Home Run Leader, NL RBI Leader, 
His uh, number 25 is retired with the Giants. Yes. He's on the Giants' uh, wall of fame. He has the MLB record for 762 career home runs. Yes. 73 home runs in a single season. Yes. 2,558 career bases on balls. Pause. 280. Walks. <laughs> walks. Just as you said, walks. 282 uh, walks in a single season. And a, a .609 on base percentage. And .863 slugging percentage in a single season. That's crazy. And those last six things I just said are MLB records. Them numbers. I was about to say that. Like, like what you were just saying, I don't think a lot of people would understand that, but them numbers are ridiculous, dog. So, and y'all just going to totally ignore them like they don't exist. Yeah. Very good. Roger Clemens has over 300 wins. Y'all going to just act like, come on, man. Listen, man. This best, is, that's best, ridiculous. Best baseball player to ever do it. Stop it. And he's from Riverside. You need you y'all y'all really need to real y'all really need to look at yourselves in the mirror. Stop being such elitist. Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame and he allegedly killed somebody. Yeah, you have uh, wife beaters. You have a murderer. You have uh, racist. You have every, all kind of. Uh, they got tank tops over there. You said wife beaters. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> you crazy man? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, them too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guarantee there's a few of them in there. Um, but yeah, no, you yeah. got all kind of people in there. But now you want to, uh, you want to, you know, punish somebody who actually made your sport uh, <laughs> entertaining to watch to people who don't watch baseball. Yeah, yeah. So, they, but I digress. Um, this weekend in college football is the Senior Bowl, so I want to give. Obviously, I'm obviously this is probably the only time I'm probably gonna watch some. College football since the championship. Devontae Smith is down there. He's not going to play because of the the, the hand injury. Mm, yeah, supposedly. Najee Harris is down there. Mac Jones is down there. Who? Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama. Uh-huh. Not, who did you say after that? Uh, Mac Jones. Who? <laughs> I just thought about that. Yeah. Mac Jones, not Mike Jones. <laughs> but um, if your guy – if you're a guy that's playing in the senior bowl, what is your mind state? Don't get hurt. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> you know, uh, give the best performance you can while not getting hurt. It depends on, on am, am I already like a I put like this top three round pick. Obviously, we'll, if you're a guy like Devontae, Devontae Smith's not going to be participating because right. obviously because of the injury, but he's already he, he, does, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. But if you're a guy like Mac Jones, who obviously this is going to be a quarterback, a a quarterback rich draft this year. There's talks about you being somewhere borderline top ten, borderline middle first round, maybe not even in the first round period. I don't think you'll be. I don't think she'll be in the first round. I don't think so either. What can you do? Because this was the same conversation we had about Justin Herbert last year at the Senior Bowl, and he went. And obviously now we've seen he's competing for offensive rookie of the year with him and Justin Jefferson. Well, Justin Herbert also had an excellent career over there at Oregon as well, so he was very good up over there. I think uh, I think if I'm Mac Jones, like like uh, like Mac Jones, <laughs> <laughs> like Nick said, uh, I want to give the best performance I can. I want to show I can compete. Uh, Stop it, B. Whoa! <laughs> I want to show I can compete with uh with you know with with everybody uh, you know all my peers, and then uh, uh you know just have have a great showing, man. That's that's the best thing I would say. So, so good luck to all those young men down in down in Alabama, Birmingham, playing in the Senior Bowl. Oh, they playing at home. <laughs> oh, that is true. They is kind of they just put up the Senior Bowl is in is in Alabama. It's in Mike, jo- Mike Jones and they went to Alabama. They're not from Alabama. That's why Alabama is so good. They don't, most of their players don't even good point. Are, are he even is from, in Alabama. He is from I think I think 
Devontae Smith from Mississippi or something. But Louisiana. Yeah. Well, anyway, but we're going to talk about him later because we got Mel Kuyper's mock draft was, came, out, came out today. So let's talk some football, gentlemen. Because, man. Oh, man. Lord. <sighs> what? Let's just, the, let's just get let's just, for? let's just get the picks. Just get the picks out the way now. Yeah, because there's no purpose of me. We we know we already know who won, who lost. So let's just get the picks out the way. Because obviously we have one more game until we determine, and then after the Super Bowl we can determine who's the sports for you week, weekly picks champ. So who picked? Oh, the first game we have was the Bucks versus the Packers. Me, Ben, John, uh, picked Tampa Bay. Nick picked the Packers, so we all so we all picked the goat. Save it. We will get into that. Man, we will get into that man, after the man. I know where you, we, we will get into that later in a, in a second. Trust me, we have a lot to discuss about that game. Man, the next game was uh, uh, my Bills versus the Chiefs. Uh, John and Ben picked the Chiefs. John, I mean Ben, so happy because he finally picked against Buffalo and won. Dang, this is why. <clears throat> I mean, he picked against he picked. San Diego more times and lost than picked against Buffalo and win. But so, I feel you though. So Mark, obviously your your Bills made it all the way to the championship Sunday. Now their season's over. Um. Oh wow! Even even with even talk about even talk about kick a brother while he's down, man. Uh, <laughs> Put a put a ball in your season. What do you want to What do you want to see in the offseason? Obviously, there's talks about Leslie Frazier being the, one of the top candidates for the Texas job. We're gonna get into that coaching stuff in a minute, cause boy, I want to coach the Texas. Uh, before we do all that, we got the the, the covers too. All right, how do we do? Uh, uh, me, yeah. Nick, and Ben picked the Bills to cover, and uh, John, you picked the Bucks to cover. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So John won uh, this week three. Ben had two. Mm-hmm. Hey, what uh, you picked the Bills to cover. I don't know why he did that because you picked the Chiefs to win. I probably won this game too. Uh, well, see, meaning, did you pick the picks? Meaning, uh, you picked the Bills to cover huh? the lose. Meaning, no. Yeah, to, well, it was. It, what was it? it was most of the points were. Points was like four. And they lost about twenty three. Remember when you picked it? I said because I said you picking the Chiefs to win, but the Bills to cover that to to cover that. They covered that four points, huh? Yeah. That's cool. No worries. Yeah, that's cool. So put a ball on the on the on the Bills on on the on the end of the Bills season, Mark. <laughs> Damn, wow, y'all funny, man. Uh, I said it during the season, man. Uh, I felt like we was a year too early. Um, but watching that game showed me where we are as. Organization versus where we want to be, right? Um, and it's a big difference. Uh, so um, you know we can tie up a, you know a couple of loose ends um, and, and come back. Uh, let this fuel. You, know, you got to learn how to lose sometime before you win. That's right. So uh, you know, let this fuel us for for, for the next couple of years. Um, let's <clears throat> go back to the NFC Championship game because I see Nick Freeze as a guy he wants to say he could just take look at his face. Obviously, the talk of the NFC Championship was how the was what happened in the fourth on fourth down. But everybody focuses on that. But I want to go back to third down. Ben Ro- Aaron Rodgers, I was going to call him Ben Roethlisberger. Aaron Rodgers had a clear path to me. 
Obviously, he probably got bet by whoever was in the secondary. He but me, he had a clear path to the end zone if he would have just kept running. No, he didn't. He would have got Drew Bledsoe. But do you? But that would have been. But he would at least been on the one. He would have got Drew Bledsoe. It would have been over. Their season would have been a wrap. So did he? So you're saying he made the right play throwing across? He, was, he look now that throwing across was stupid. But he wasn't going to make it if he would have ran anyways. He missed Lazard on two plays too. But I also think that if he would have ran, it probably would got him closer. And I if, mean, at if, that if point, if it's on a two or one, I think I think the coach would have went for it. No, because the coach is dumb. He should have went for it regardless. Well, 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 yeah. Well, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, clown. But um, no, nah, this is really on Green Bay offense because the defense did everything they could to win you that game. They got the interception. Tom Brady for you. tried to give it to him. I don't know about that, but uh, I know the defense got three interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tom Brady did not have a good, first, good no. second half. And the thing about it is, they, out of all those turnovers, <laughs> they got what? Like six points out of that? No. If that? They didn't I, score. You, you, they did not score. You can't do nothing. You're not going to win against nobody if the defense puts you in perfect opportunity to score points and you don't do it. Especially when the offense isn't doing that good already. Because I, t- I told people already – the, pro- the thing about um, Tampa's defense is their front seven. Those linebackers in that defensive line, they're vicious. The secondary, they, yeah, they, they're, they're, they're kind of trash. They're good enough, but we already seen what happened when they went against Tyreek Hill once. Yeah, he had uh, seven for 210 in the first quarter. In yeah. the first quarter. And I've seen their DBs get cooked a lot all season. They're playing, they're playing good enough right now. But they got a they – they they got to do something um, on Sunday, um, next Sunday because um, that's a lot of speed up over there. And they got this dude named Travis Kelsey. He's not the easiest cover in the world either. Right. And well, at least Kansas you, City's defense is playing just good enough. Well, you at least got to attempt to cover well, Travis Kelsey on like Buffalo. Yeah, and then, oh, God. I guess that's not an endorsement for Leslie Frazier to get the Texans job. Um, but um, I wouldn't want that job anyways. But that's, that's all, about that later. We'll save that conversation in a minute. But, um. This game is obviously interesting now, and now that it's interesting because Patrick Mahomes this season has lost pretty much all his starting linemen because now the news is Eric Fisher. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at getarculus.com. Is out with a torn Achilles. That was just as bad as the Packers losing David Patiari. No, it's not. You don't think you don't you don't like Eric Fisher? Eric Fisher's all right, but he's not. Um, well, he's not. He's not David Bakhtiari. Nope. David Bakhtiari is yeah. one of the top. He's, he, the, he's, he the, he's the best, best left, left tackle, tackle in football. Not even close. But the fact that now he's not going to have his left tackle, I think they said that he lost, so far he didn't lost his left tackle, his left guard is. I think the only position he hasn't lost probably was center because I remember their right guard, um, Duvernay Paul's Duvernay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yo, yo, where are these sound effects coming from? 
Man, producer man around these men in the night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yo, what is going on here? That- <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't even think, can't even think straight right now. Hold on. Hold on. Yo. Time out, man. Yo. Yo. Hold on. Yo, that was funny. Okay, wait. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love the show. Oh, man. But, um. And we're we gonna save the pick. Obviously, we we know who we pick. We're gonna really talk into the you know the analysis of it next week. But just get a, just a first look of how the Super Bowl is gonna look with the Bucks being the first team to play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. That's dope, the, man. This season it don't matter. Go ahead. There's gonna be twenty two thousand fans. Seventy five hundred will be vaccinated essential workers. Wait, is it be how many fans? Twenty two thousand. Oh. I thought you said twenty two hundred, and then, nah. then seventy five hundred. No, 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 well, <laughs> yeah, that, go watch go watch No Roots from last week. I want to know what Mark said off mic. <laughs> Awful. Pause, man. Come on, man. So you said seventy eight hundred dollars to get in the Super Bowl right now, and no they, way. And they're they're gonna have seventy five hundred vaccinated essential workers getting free tickets. They're gonna get a game day experience. Mm-hmm. Each team is is don't is getting four free tickets. So that's one hundred twenty eight from each NFL city. And then the rest will be made up of essential workers in the Tampa area. Um, so basically, if you're an essential worker in Tampa, you have access to the game. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, because if it was in LA, yeah, it should be the same way. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. I think that's dope. So about man. seventy. So say about seventy three hundred. About well, under well, over seventy three hundred essential workers will basically be in the Tampa area because you basically have four for thirty two. So it's basically four from thirty two seasons. That's basically one hundred twenty eight. People getting the travel, getting airfare, hotel, game experience, and all that. But we'll get into the game game next week because obviously we'll break down how the Super Bowl, who's on, who we think wins, and who has the upper hand on certain matchups. We're gonna talk about the Madden game. Going to happen on, on Sunday? No, nope. we'll. Mm, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm t- I can tell y'all who's playing in that Madden game. I don't too. care. Um, I only, I only uh, that that whole Pro Bowl weekend is is, is a joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they used to do. People in the Super Bowl used to play there. Now they don't, right? Yep, they right. do it the week before. Because it's been play- whack ever since then. Too many players, too many players, basically saying, "No, they just glad they were named Pro Bowlers, and we get we get the bonus, and we don't whack. need to play." Hey, let me ask y'all a question. What's that? When was the last time y'all think somebody really cared about the Pro Bowl? I don't. After they, after they it, I'm be honest with you. Like when they when they switched from um, because I remember when it used to be afterwards when they did when they did it to before. That's when the Pro Bowl started getting whack. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. Because the thing that made it dope was the fact of you could have the people that you know got voted in. Right. And the people who are just in the Super Bowl who made it were gonna participate as well. Right, right. Which was that's that's what made the whole thing very dope. I I'm gonna be honest with you, even before then, I don't think I ever cared about the Pro Bowl. Like it it it, it didn't have the same allure to me like the NBA All Star Weekend does. And even uh like MLB, like the home run derby, you know what I'm saying? Like for some reason, the pro football uh, 
That's All-star a, game just, yeah. just never really like It was just like Okay it's, it's football So I watch it But it never really had that That, that appeal Okay so Each This is how, how it's gonna go So we And Nick brought this up And called out names Months ago The Pro Bowl is gonna be A virtual Madden game Where it's gonna be AFC versus NFC Trash. You got two AFC players One celebrity And one NFL Legend Playing A quarter Yes That Let's is see. So yeah, I'm gonna let you see it before I sell the the audience. How long are the quarters? It's gonna be. Uh, I'm assuming they. I'm assuming 15. 15. The, the, the um the full quarters. That's crazy. Those are the players who will be. Those will be the participants. But what if they sorry and Madden? They're gonna, they're gonna get smoked. We're gonna find out. No, I don't want to see that, man. So they, they can't get no momentum playing. Like, could, that's trash. They could, they could at least got like uh, you know how like they be having these Madden tournaments. Yeah, they, yeah. they could have got like two like but, the, the people who played the championship in the Madden tournament. I think like they're gonna do that on. Tw- they're actually gonna have something like that too. Like dudes like Ninja and the guys like on Twitch who do like on the Twitch. Twitch yeah, those that's guys. Should, that's what they should do. I'm, if I'm you gonna go, watch if, them play. If you go do that, then I, I suggest you watch. You get some the the, the best players e-sport, in Madden, esports players. Yeah, yeah, you get them to do it. Like I don't want to see a uh, uh, who's this lady right here. That's oh, that's Krista Thompson. I she, don't want to see her play. Well, she's not post. She's hosting her and Strand oh. are hosting. <laughs> oh. But on the AFC, hey, hold on, man. I don't want to see her play Madden. I don't want to see Keyshawn Johnson play Madden. That's well, yeah. thanks for the, well, the spoiler alert. I'll say so. <laughs> yeah, on the AFC side is Deshaun Watson, Derrick Henry, Keyshawn, and Snoop. On the NFC well, side, is Snoop on the AFC. Oh, cause he like Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. And on the NFC, you have Kyler Murray, Jamal Adams, Marshawn Lynch, and Bubba Wallace. Kyler Murray, Bubba Wallace, the the NASCAR. Yeah. Cool. So I'm assuming obviously. What, what you, day is that? That's Sunday. Cool. So I'm be doing something on Sunday. So, <laughs> and you just catching all the, all the NFL social. And what else are they doing? You might as well talk about that too. That's pretty much it. The uh, oh, 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 the verses. Oh, let's talk about that, please. So right now, <laughs> if I have, they're doing starting today. <laughs> so versus now has expanded to versus sports. So now they're doing a Pro Bowl versus. Well, basically they're having Pro Bowlers basically have versus battles. So today it was ju- it was AJ Brown from the Titans versus Justin Jefferson of the of the Vikings. Oh, they did it today. It started today. Then they're they're doing it every. That's going to be all the way Tuesday through Friday. Other people who are going to be part is Jamal Adams, Buddha Baker, Miles Garrett, DeAndre Hopkins, Cam Jordan, Jalen Ramsey, and Deshaun Watson. Oh, you think Buddha Baker go pick that play where he got caught by a? Uh... D, uh, Metcalf, DK Metcalf. I would. That, he, he's most definitely not going to have that. Have that the, the whoever uh, DeAndre Hopkins will win the versus because he got to play against Buffalo when he won a game Ouch. against three uh, Bills players. Yes. Sorry about that. Yeah, because yeah, that was okay. So here the catch of the year right there. So here in the matchup. So I was. So I said we had um. So tomorrow they, it's going to be Jamal Adams versus Buda Baker. And it's gonna be Cam Jordan versus Miles Garrett. I know one thing gonna be no um no Thank interceptions for um Jamal Adams. I know it ain't gonna be no uh Marcus watching either. And hosted by Dion hosted by Dion. I think they had Mo M J D and then they had uh, MJ Acosta from NFL Network for hosting. This is getting bad. And Tim and Swiss are just soaking up all the publicity, man. They was on Jalen Jacoby but on Jalen Jacoby um Friday, because Jalen was trying to pitch future verses. Maybe this is something y'all can bring up with no rules. So Jalen brought up he wanted to see Buster versus Missy. We've been talking about that one forever. JT versus Usher. And then he said no limit versus cash money. Wait, wait. JT who? 
Justin Timberlake versus well, Usher. What other JT is it? That's, that's all. Like, why would they have try to have him against Usher? Usher dog walking. Uh, come on now. Come on now. Uh. And they have Missy versus Buster. Missy, Missy got hits, but this is not that show. And then No Limit versus Cash Money. That's that's gonna get ugly I'm a, quick. I'm a, no, I'm a No Limit fan, and that's not. They don't have. They don't have. They stuff is more underground. Once they, they, no, that's not gonna happen. If you Cash Money, yes, we're talking Drake. Yes, so you basically you're talking Cash Money and Young Money. So nah, that ain't gonna happen. But let's get back to the football on the field from Sunday. Aaron Rodgers made some headlines. And honestly, this is being, I think this is getting way over-exaggerated, his comments post-game, thinking that he won't be back with Green Bay next year. Let me be clear, just for to do the math for you geniuses. If Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, Green Bay only saves $4.76 million this offseason. He leaves next year, they save $22 million. He's you do nowhere. the math. Aaron Rodgers is not going anywhere. So I need people to stop, people in the media, stop hyping up fans thinking that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. It's not going to happen. They better worry about uh, getting Matthew Stafford. And he's next. Good good segue. Matthew Stafford is, and the Lions are going to part ways. And obviously they had, um, Vegas already has odds where Matthew Stafford lands. And on the top two are the Colts and the 49ers. If he goes to the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, Boy, oh boy, the, NF- the NFC is going to be in trouble. I, I think I, that's basically saying whoever goes to Kyle Shanahan is going to make the NFC in trouble. Yeah, because it's most definitely going to be uh, Matt Ryan, but that's for a whole different day. It won't be Deshaun Watson, huh? No, it's going to be Matt Ryan. By the way, speaking of Deshaun Watson, the reports are he prefers either the Jets and the Dolphins. Why would he want to go to the Jets? Because he wants to play for Robert Sutler. Is he crazy? And Richard Sherman is encouraging him to play for the Jets. Why? What? 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 <laughs> the Jets? And I see Mark's not going to say anything because he don't want to talk about Are the Jets anyway. Are you serious? Or, or the Dolphins. I would go to Miami. Oh, uh, yeah. If you're going to choose one, it most definitely be Miami. But the Jets? There's nothing for you over there. I don't care who the coach is. No. Then you're going to give up that second pick, too. So. Oh, yeah. That, that's gone. That's most definitely gone. My thing, crew. Uh, what's his name, too? Uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting uh, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Yeah. Getting watching you getting Sam Darnold all the way. Yeah, you up out of here. So then the Texans get Sam Darnold and Devontae Smith. Cool. Speaking of Devontae Smith, Mel Kuyper released his new mock draft today. Hmm? Mel Kuyper. Hmm. And his first mock draft, we all know who he had number one. He had Trevor Lawrence. But he had Devontae Smith going number two to the Jets. I said that like a, uh, like a week ago. At number, two ago. at number three, the Dolphins getting Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU. Mm-hmm. Number four, the Falcons. And this seems like this is a trend. Zach Wilson to the Falcons. There's some people saying that he's not going to go past the fourth pick, I'm seeing. Yeah, because. Uh, the, Giants, y'all should trade up for him. The, the Giants. Man, we'll see. Maybe. No, they, they like Danny Dimes, man. They are. Number five, you got the bank. Danny Dimes. Danny, Danny Dimes. Dimes. Number five, the Bengals taking Panay Sewell, the, the, the offensive tackle from Oregon. That'd be good yeah. for him. He, he's that's a, just he's a very good player. Right up, Joe, that's just what Joe Burrow needs. I'm glad you said that first time. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number six. This is an interesting one. Jalen Waddle from the wide receiver from Alabama, the one that had the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Number seven, to Justin who? Fields to the to the Lions. 
Like GM. They got all. By the way, been ready. Anthony Lynn was named the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Carolina Trey Lance, the quarterback from Oklahoma State. They gonna wait, wait, wait. They think they gonna give up on uh, Teddy Bridgewater already? Pretty much. No, he can sit. I think Teddy Bridgewater can uh can can start one more year and let the rookie uh, sit behind him for a year. By the way, this dude hadn't played in a year, so I, I wouldn't see him be making an immediate impact. Um, my Broncos number nine, Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. We need some linebackers. I need a quarterback. Well, well, talk, uh, Mr. Payton, you know, do your job. And number ten, the Cowboys take in. Jesus. Stop it. Northwestern O-lineman Rashawn Slater. Yeah, they need offensive linemen because all of theirs are either hurt, old, or retired. Being ready <laughs> at number 13, they ha- he has your Chargers taking Christian Derrissaw. He's an offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. Uh-oh. Offensive oh, yeah. line help. There you go. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> Nick? <laughs> Kuiper has y'all Raiders, your Raiders taking Jalen Phillips, the DN from from the U. What? Mm-hmm. He's a, and then Mark, because you're obviously season just ended. Y'all pick thirty, and he has y'all taking Najee Harris. Ooh, I don't I don't think he uh he he falls to y'all, but that would be a great pick. I said I said either him or the running back from Clemson. By the way, I should get Travis Atien. Let me see, dude. I want to get that linebacker from Notre Dame. Who uh, uh, I drafted him on Madden. I know you're talking about. I forgot what his name is, but yeah, he he's good. So that'll be our weekly mock draft. Next week we will talk about uh, Daniel Jeremiah. He dropped his mock draft on Friday. We'll get to that one next week. Who um, Daniel Jeremiah? Yeah, he dropped his. Matter of fact, we can get got two first names. I don't trust people with two first names. Well, at Move the Sticks is his, is his Twitter handle. Whoa! Pause. What? Pause. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> y'all are foul, man. <laughs> Why y'all do? Well, leave, leave, leave that man's Twitter handle alone. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is not what I'm. Yo, that that seems like the, <laughs> the most inappropriate. Go ahead. It was crazy. But anyway, Dan Jeremiah, he also had his my draft. Obviously, he has Trevor Lawrence one. He has Zach Wilson going to to the Jets. What? <laughs> he, he has Jamar Chase going. Hey, watch out. Jamar. He has, wow, stop it. He has Jamar Chase going three to the Dolphins. He has Trey Lance going four to the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He has Rashawn Slater going f- the old tackle from Northwestern going five to the Bengals. He's for sure going over there. He has Devontae Smith going six to the Eagles. He has Justin Fields going seven to the Lions. I'm seeing a trend here. He has Panay Sewell going eight to the Carolina. That is a steal if that happens. Yeah, you ain't lying. Number nine, he has my Broncos taking Kano Fairley, the cornerback from Virginia Tech. You got me corners. And then we have the Cowboys taking Patrick Sertain the second. Stop it. Okay, Nick. Uh, ben, he has um, Elijah Vera Tucker, the offensive tackle from USC going to the Chargers. Yeah, he's good too. Um, Nikki has y'all taking Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, the linebacker from Notre Dame. There we go. That's what you're talking about. And then Mark, he has y'all taking UCF cornerback Aaron Robinson. As long as you better than me. Not too difficult. I actually want Levi Wallace to be in the slot though. Pause. 
uh, like be all mickle. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how the the, the mock, those are the two um, mock drafts. Obviously, CBS puts out mock drafts every day, but but those two are more because they obviously they're on the draft cover. So we'll keep an eye on those, and then whenever Tom McShay has his next mock draft out, but um, man. So now the Super Bowl. We're going to get, obviously, next week's going to be our Super Bowl, our Sports For You Super Bowl special. We're going to talk a lot about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the what what the Vegas says about the Super Bowl. We're going to check the box on the depth charts. We're going to talk prop bets. We're going to talk halftime. We're going to talk all of that. <clears throat> but let's talk about this GOAT, man, Tom Brady. This is – look, man, y'all, y'all ain't got to like the guy. I know – the dude's 43. He eats avocado ice cream. He has a model wife. Yo, what's up with these quarterbacks in the Super Bowl? Avocado ice cream and Patrick Mahomes putting ketchup on steaks? Yeah, that. that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You didn't know that? Whoa. <laughs> and ketchup on. Time out, bro. And ketchup. And ketchup, and ketchup no, he, on. He does, put, he does put ketchup on the steak. And ketchup true. on macaroni and cheese. Like, what's up yeah, with these cats? It, that's crossing the <laughs> Ketchup on steak, bro? Man, there's no reason why you should put no uh, ketchup on the steak. steak sandwich with ketchup on it. it wasn't no Ruth Chris steak. No. Yeah, he, he got Ruth Chris money and putting ketchup on steaks. He tripping. Hey, you came from. Yeah, you can. When you do that. But, man. But, so, about, about this goal talk. This, so, Tom Brady. Jordan. Being the first quarterback to play, lead his team to a Super Bowl in their own stadium. And now it sounds like. Wow, well, yeah, see that goat? You hear that goat? Yeah. Tom, Tom, I ain't know Tom Brady was calling into the show. What? Tom, that's the goat. The goats, man. You hear the goat? That's Tom Brady calling into the show, man. What, Tom Brady, welcome to the show, man. What are them goats doing to each other? Nope. <laughs> I'm not going there, man. I'm not going there. Cruelty to animals. I'm not going there. Oh, man. But. <laughs> Wrong show. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's always five minutes. It's always five minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, so, so Tom Brady. So now, obviously, he didn't have the best second half, good first half. But forty-three, he's playing in the super, playing in his tenth Super Bowl. So he's basically played, he played his half, half of his career. He's played in the Super Bowl. I read a crazy stat. It said Tom Brady's more likely to make a Super Bowl than Steph Curry to make a three. That's pretty crazy. Because, by the way, Steph surpassed past Reggie Miller for second on the all-time three-point list. That's dope. It is. Yeah, he's the best shooter of all time. Agreed. Everybody relax. What? Does everybody relax? The best Shooter. Shooter. Ooh. Steph Steph. Curry. Of all time? Yes. Everybody relax, man. It's not, and it's not close, neither. Come on, come on now. We can pause the go debate. We, if no, we, we really want to really not, have this debate. That's not close. That's, that's, that's for a different um, day, man. Come on, man. That's not close. Just get just somebody. Man, you better what? not say Ray Allen. No, nah, I say Reggie Miller's better than him, but it's all good. Reggie Shooter. Come on, Reggie Miller over right. Steph? Hey. Is Reggie Miller better shooter than Clay? No! Yeah. Come on, we talking goats here. Come on, man. We're not talking kids. Y'all don't, y'all don't catch that bar, though. Oh, <laughs> I got you. 
Shout out to my home, my homie. Stop putting steak, ketchup on your steak, though. But, um. Yeah, he lost it. <laughs> Come on, B. <laughs> we really, uh, uh, that's that's real. That's, that's show real. over. What's in the what's in the what's in our producer's Pepsi tonight, man? Oh, this is be over there losing it. Outside of the uh. The ketchup on uh, steak talk. So, but but back on Brady, the Buccaneers. Obviously, we need to show them some love because they're having us. They're bringing us a coaching staff that has four head coach, four assistant coaches, three assistant. Well, three coordinators. Their assistant head coach is black, and two female assistants. If you really look in depth with his um. His, with his coaching staff, most of them are people that's either coached with him before or, or, play, or played under him before. Because he has like Larry Foote, um, who else uh, played under him before? Todd Bowles played for him at Temple. Exactly. And, and one of them, what is it, four blacks? Yes. One of them better be a head coach in the next four years. Todd Bowles has a chance. He, he needs to go ahead and relax. Byron Leftwich. Well, Byron Leftwich may have an opportunity. It's a crazy thing. Bruce Arians has said if he was to drop dead tomorrow, and Lord permit that he don't, he said this. Lord, don't let me drop dead tomorrow. But one of those guys will be my head. Will be my. Will be the next head coach. That was he. That was Bruce Arians' words, not mine. It, it'll probably be what you call it, uh, Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I, only, uh, only because if you are, look, let's be honest. If you're an offensive coach and your um the offense does good, you have a better chance of getting a uh, a head coaching job than a defensive coordinator um who has a good defense. Mm. Only because you know offense, you know, is more flashy. So sales, off, offense sales. So you look at the coach. And by fact, it's crazy because both teams have black offensive coordinators. Yep, Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for the for Tampa Bay. But then you have Todd Bowles. I forget the name of the special teams court for Tampa Bay, but he's black. Yep. Cheryl sure Godwin, who's the assistant head coach for Tampa Bay and the run game coordinator, he's black. And like I said, he has two females. On his staff, and by the way, the news the other day. How about with, with the Washington football team? Mark, they hired a black GM, mm-hmm. and they hired the first female full time black assistant coach. That's, That's a woman, a female That's assistant coach. That's really dope. That is. But we got other teams who just seem to be hiring coaches just because they don't know how, because they're afraid to hire a, real leaders of men. Who Detroit Lions? Got coaches by hiring coaches who want to bite dudes' kneecaps. Got guys named Sirianni, and this ain't nothing against Nick Sirianni and Dan Campbell. Let me be perfectly clear. I do not want to hear this excuse no more about you got to be a play caller to get a head coaching job in the NFL. No, you don't. Brian Flores is a prime prime example. Everyone knows Belichick called the defense, but he set up the install for for the plays. So let's stop this nonsense. Let's stop this nonsense now. Cause I didn't. Cause look what the Eagles—they hired Nick Sirianni, who's the OC for the for the um, from the Colts. He used to work for the Chargers. Because obviously he had to take the job because basically taking the job because Jeffrey Lurie has basically said this isn't going anywhere. Um, my thing is this: Did they really get better at, at um at the coaching position? As a, a really better head coach? No, they didn't. That's what I say. Thing I'm talking about. You, they, you they, also just kept Doug Peterson. They basically kept a coach who they can, who will, 
one lock and step with the organization. Howie Roseman, Jeff Lurie. Doug Peterson basically was he was done with Carson Wentz. And he I should was, be. But Jeffrey Lurie saying we in the pain this pain this guy 100 million, so we have to keep this guy. It's the same situation going on right now with the Rams and Jared Goff. I don't know if y'all heard Les Needs press conference today. But he had was was being questioned today, is Jared Goff the quarterback in the Rams? He said, Yeah, at this moment. Um I, I'll leave it, I'll leave it like this. Since Jared Goff became the um the uh, quarterback over there at the Rams, they've gone to the playoffs a whole lot more than they were before. And this is another thing. So I'm looking at the coast. So now the only job left is the Texas job. Nobody wants that job. I think yeah. that's the only reason why they haven't had, uh, got a coach yet. But nobody wants that job. Mark's defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, interviewed today for the second time. He should not He should not even want that job. They hi- I need the Bills wide receivers coach, who's the assistant head coach. I don't know. I mean, Ravens. He interviewed. He's interviewing. Uh, take Leslie Frazier. We don't. They, um, whoever they draft. According to them, they, they must think it's Deshaun Watson because everything I'm hearing, no matter who they hire, Deshaun Watson wants wants deuces. By the way, shout out to what he, he still he giving scholarships to kids in Houston. Bigs up. Yeah, that's dope. Um, but um, if I'm a head coach, if I'm a coach, and I want this to be my first job, if that guy number four is not taking taking snaps, we have nothing to talk about. That's the reason why they can't get his coach. The uncertainty of quarterback. You don't want to go with, look. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at getarculus.com. Especially like for example, um what's his name from the uh, from the Chiefs? If he goes up over there, be enemy. Yeah, be enemy. If he goes up over there, yeah, be an enemy if he take that job. That's what I'm saying. Like you just left from uh Kansas City and let's just be honest, Andy Reid's going to be coaching over there for what? Who knows? Maybe like a like a few more years at the most. You stay over there the entire time. That job is pretty much going to be grandfathered to you, most definitely, because Patrick Mahomes is most definitely probably going to try to endorse, like, you know, keep this dude up over here. I've been, you know, he's been with me ever since I became, a, uh, y'all guys drafted me. You know, I'm cool with him calling the plays and everything. So why not Why not um, keep him? You're not going to go ahead and get rid of him. I feel like I feel like if if the Chiefs was to win the Super Bowl this year, I think uh, Andy, Andy Reid to retire. Yeah, because at that point, he really has nothing else to prove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hall of, him just winning last year already was vindication for him to get in the Hall of Fame. He, he was going to the Hall of Fame whether he won last year or not. Thank, thank God, he, thank God, he's not in baseball. Ooh, man, man. yeah, because basically you can't win, win once, win one title. You can't get. You probably need to win like ten. Yeah, but um, baseball standards are a little bit too high. I don't know if you heard Michael Silver from the NFL Network. He basically called out the NFL. He what? basically said the NFL 
is Dylan has a system has an issue with systemic racism because there's no excuse why we only have two black coaches in the NFL. Well, three, four minorities: Mike Tomlin, Brian Flores, Ron Rivera, who's who's Mexican, and then obviously Robert Sala, the new Wait. coach of the Jets. Who who is Ron Rivera? No, Ron Rivera is uh, Puerto Rican. Okay, thank you. Apologies, but he's minority. And then Robert Sala became the first Muslim American hired in the NFL as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But we only have two men of color, uh, of African American of this. Oh, okay. Of this. Look at my hand. No, I know y'all see the ring, but look at the hand. There's only two blacks head coaching in the NFL. Sorry, V. But we need. We need. To, I need to fix that. I don't care about the Rooney Rule. And the people in the media, I need y'all to do y'all job. Call out these owners by names. Is this calling out names? We can go right there right now. All right, there you go. We can go right there in the, right now because I can tell you how you... You want to know how to how to get these owners' attention? I'm finna show y'all how to get these owners' attention. It's time for calling out names. That is a perfect segue. Hello. By the way, name me a team, name me a team who, who, need, who fired a coach this offseason. Uh, San Diego. Or uh, the Chargers. Dean Spanos. Name me another. Um, Detroit. Um, Sheila Ford. Name me another. Uh, the Jets. Christopher or Woody Johnson. Pause. Name me another. Uh, uh, the Texans. Cal McNair. Name me another. That's four. There's seven vacancies. Just three more. I don't know. That's who his I, name. Go figure, right? So that, that babe is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he was in Trump's administration. So what you expect? Well, <laughs> that's out of fact. Uh, I don't know who the other ones are. Um, oh, it was um, oh my God, the Falcons, the Falcons, yeah, Arthur Blank. They should have kept uh, Raheem Morris. By the way, he's now the defensive coordinator of the Rams. Uh, oh, that means they're going back to a, um, they're going to a four three. Yeah. Um, oh, who else? Uh, the, the, I said the, we said the Lions. Um, we said the Giants. Eagles. Eagles. I said the Eagles. Jeffrey Lurie. That's six. There's one more. One more. I'm trying to think. Who else? The, Col- the Colts, right? No, not no, the Colts. Not the Colts. Um, um, oh, man. Who is it? The Hutes. No, I said the Texans. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars. Khan. I just named you all seven owners. So if y'all want to do, so if y'all want to get more. Shaka Khan, I guess. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. If y'all want to get more more people of color in, in head coaching jobs and GM jobs, Call out those owners by name instead of just rationalizing the NFL, generalizing the NFL as a whole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not that real. simple. <clears throat> but since we're all calling out names, let me continue to call out names. And I'm going to call out Max, a guy that Nick Freeze likes to call out. That's Max Kellerman. Uh-oh. And I'm going to call out um, any other person in the NBA media. Pause the music being ready. If I hear another person suggest we should have one MVP for the entire year, I'm going to. Mm-mm. No, I guess it's family show. Family show. Mm-mm. I'm going to lose my Christianity. <laughs> but, um, but let me be clear. Damn. What was that? Oh, that fell. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm about to get up out of here. Yeah, so sorry about that. <laughs> Don't want to show the bleed. That's for Sean and Michael Keith. Um,. We do not need one MVP. Why are we basically basically watering down the regular season? It's a regular season award. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most so, definitely. now I want to hear this crap that we only need one final, need one MVP. No. No. You need a regular season MVP. You got a finals MVP. That's it. I don't want to hear that crap no more. Well, why, what's, what's, the, the, what's the purpose? Yeah, what's the point? 
Because of this whole, because it's the LeBron discussion. Mm. LeBron says he doesn't care about the MVP. He's lying. We know he does. But I, th- I think it's that, and it's uh, the fact that uh, Giannis turns into JaVale McGee in the playoffs. And now people are saying Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is running out of front runner to win MVP. Um, he's playing very, very well. Yes, he is. What about Jokic? Um, no, he. I mean, already like what, like two or three times this year, he's already put up like forty points and twenty rebounds. Mm. Yeah, Joel Embiid is. He's he's starting to realize nobody can stop him. No, not to me. Eh? No, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't agree with that. But Joel Embiid most definitely balling because the whole thing is it's voters fatigue when it comes to uh, the MVP, and there's a lot of bias with it because if, if you're if you're the, if you're the hot player right now, sometimes you'll get that award. I don't, I, I don't think it's voter fatigue. I think it's just LeBron fatigue. Pretty much, it was Jordan fatigue. That happens. When, that, like, that's how because, that's right. how you, when you're great, that's how it goes. Because because Giannis won with back to back, right? Yes. Yes. And he sh- I don't think he should have won last year. I don't no. think he should have won last year either. I don't think he should have won anything last year. I, was, I don't think he should have won the first year he won, to be honest. I'm just keeping it real. Uh, Harden, huh? Yep. I think James Harden should have won. Mm-hmm. James, Hey, look. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, James Harden, this dude should have at least like about... Oh, man, if it wasn't for LeBron or somebody, like some of the other dudes, this dude would have like about three, four MVPs easily. I personally thought he should have won it over Russell Westbrook. LeBron should have about eight. I, I said that. I didn't hear that he had a triple double. I think James Harden was pretty much doing the same thing. He just had a rebound, a rebound shot of a triple double. He was winning games. Russell Westbrook had see with MVPs. There's a story as well. Sometimes you have to remember that. Yeah, big uh, Oscar Robertson basically gave him the, the, the stamp of approval. Another another person I'm calling out. Oh, we had a discussion about them earlier. The Baseball Hall of Fame voters. Oh yeah, turning your card at turning your card at the door, please, please. For the third time in 25 years, we don't have a, a baseball Hall of Fame induction. Now we will have the induction because last year was was postponed because of the pandemic. So we'll see Derek Jeter and Larry Walker, but that's only two people. That's garbage. The, the MLB is garbage, dude. I swear, they're garbage. Hmm. They're but a garbage y'all, organization. Y'all, y'all need to get some younger voters in there. If y'all don't like the pro, y'all don't like who's on the ballot, then just don't vote. But don't be out here just voting just to vote. And that makes no sense. 75%? Come on, dude. Matter of fact, it's the same people who just said Jerry Jeter wasn't unanimous. They said Ken Griffey wasn't unanimous. John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox. Just name all Mark's favorite pitchers from, his, from, the, Brave, from the era of the Braves. Um, the simple fact that Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame is ridiculous. And he was, what, what, he was like a 17-time um, All-Star. Something. He's an all-time hit king. Pause. Come on, man. That's, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Not that hit. Oh. <laughs> not that hit. Fam. Talking, we're talking we're talking we're talking we're talking baseball. We're not talking we're not talking in the, the dugout. Relax, we're relax. not talking batting practice. Relax, relax. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what I'm calling out. Baseball vote Hall of Fame voters. Leave your leave y'all voters co- registration card at the at the front door. I'm calling out Shaq. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Oh boy. Oh boy. And this and, and this is a, a long time coming. Is Shaq is Shaq a, a calling out Dame's Hall of Famer? Um, no, he's almost there though. He got like about like he got about, couple, couple a couple more, more chances. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. This 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 calling out names for Shaq goes back to when Shaq was in Orlando. Oh boy. Uh oh. See, a lot of people just a lot of people now just think that Shaq just started hating now. But Shaq been a hater. Yeah. 
every time somebody uh becomes better than him, back when he was playing, uh, Penny, he started. It, it, it's always seems to be an issue. Uh, Penny, Kobe, uh, Kobe, rest in peace. And I even heard that him and Dwayne Wade had a little. Little, little issues I'm sorry the first, His first press conference He said this is Dwayne Wade's team So I don't know Why did that even Become an issue You um, said it Because <clears throat> he sold it To the media But now As he's get uh, uh, Now as he, he's He's become the media uh, Some of the things He's saying is just uh, It comes off As soft hater And this is I'm assuming From the Donovan Mitchell incident uh, Yeah He had another incident With James Harden Before I didn't see that Right well, yeah, he basically saw James Harden saying that James Harden lied about Houston. Did he said he did everything for Houston, and he said, "I know you didn't because you didn't bring him a title." And Robert Ory, he got was he was offended by that comment, being a former Rocket. But but stick to Shaq. Um, uh, the Donovan Mitchell thing. Uh, I, I in the open mind, I can understand maybe what he was trying to do. Uh, but I think there's different ways of, of going about doing it and get, saying it. You got a sidebar. Or he could have just asked him, what can you do to take your team to the next level? Him saying, I love your game. I love watching you play. That's where the you know, the love before the hate come in. So I'm about yeah. to soften up this this hate. Right. And then it says, I don't think you can I don't think you got what it takes to take your team to the next level. That was just foul, man. And, and Shaq wrong. And this has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, he's been trolling Rudy Gobert's contract mm. and everything, man. But I'm hating on these young cats, man. Let them get, let them get, they, let them first of all get have their careers. You had yours. You're in the Hall of Fame. You're a legend. You don't have mm-hmm. to be get off my lawn, guy. You know what I think? Uh, Shaq problem is Shaq problem is insecure. Outside of that, obviously, you know, with the like with some of the criticism that he um, that he gives, I think he 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 judges people on this weird scale of like basically like oh I did this and that. So, you know, this person should be able to do like, no, like not everybody was as physically dominant as you were. You know, there's only probably been like you and Wilt Chamberlain, probably only uh, two people that dominated the way they did. So you can't expect like when he used to hand on Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard wasn't an offensive player in the first place. Right. So why are you getting on him about um, him not, you know, oh, he doesn't do this and that. He doesn't have this. Well, guess what? Orlando drafted him knowing that, but they knew. This dude was a rebounding machine. Mm-hmm. This dude was a defensive anchor. And mm-hmm. all he needs to do is give me like about 18 points per game. Which and we, he did. And, yeah. and we put a whole bunch of uh, three-point shooters around them. Got to the finals. And they got to the finals behind that. Only reason why they lost, they went against the Lakers. Pretty mm-hmm. much. Only reason why. They went against somebody else probably would have won. Who are you calling out, Nick? Mark, oh, you got anybody else you calling out? That's all. Oh, yeah. I'm calling out the MLB as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, this, this isn't over. This makes no sense. How are, you, how are you going to progress as a sport when you undercut yourself like this? You can't get better or expect, like, you know, the average fan to get cool with the MLB when they get notifications talking about the MLB is keeping people out of the Hall of Fame the way they are. You will never, ever see uh, the Naismith uh, Hall of Fame like this. You will never see the, uh, the MLB, uh, MLB uh, NFL Hall of Fame. You will not see any Hall of Fame at all do something like this besides baseball. Pretty much. Baseball is one of the most pettiest sports I've ever seen. And it's the least progressive. Yes, it is. And just off of that reason alone, these dudes can't get off of this old school mindset of things. And until, I'm going to be honest with you, completely blunt, until all these old dudes die. Oh, jeez. 
I'm just being the real. I'm just being real. That's it's how it's going to be. It's sadly because Steve Mason, uh, Mason Honor said the same thing this, Seriously. this afternoon. Seriously. And, it's not, and it wasn't going to be disrespectful. But when no, they no, say no, the truth, what you think, B? They don't care. They don't, they don't care. care. That, that means that mean y'all didn't do a good job of producing. How do you not have a Hall of Famer? There's Hall of Famer every year, right? <coughs> the Hall no, of Fame comes up the every year. This is the third time this has happened. In 25 years. And it's the second time in the last eight. My lifetime. And look, in, our, in everybody's lifetime here, there's been three times where they had nobody going to the no Hall of ceremonies. Fame. No ceremonies. Nothing. Triple the track. You know how ridiculous that sounds. Again, that's like nobody graduating from high school. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like we have a senior class, but nobody graduate. Yeah, that makes no, that makes no, no sense. Problem, no <laughs> nothing. nothing. No nothing. senior picnic. Yeah. Nothing. No breakfast. None of that. No ribs. No rice. No champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Cameron. You know what I'm saying? Shout oh, out to they had no champagne at uh, 17. Yeah, so no ribs, no rice, no prom, no memo. I'm about, about to ask you, John, they gave you champagne at y'all prom? No, see, that's that line from Sham. That's that. that, that that's funny because I went to y'all prom, too. Yeah, you I'm did. About, I'm about to say that. You did. You sure did. You sure did. No, I oh, didn't. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. And I hated both the ones I went to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but the MLB. You know, you get it right, man. Eight percent blacks. Yeah, you you're not going to get better going about the way um the way you're going about it. You need to just don't have to look at the uh, the NBA. Just look at how the NFL went about things. And even the NFL is more progressive than uh, MLB, and the NFL is almost as trash. Yeah, MLB don't care because they know that uh, you have a a good cluster of America that's going to watch it no matter what, and they're go- and they're going to bring in billions. All, all them old uh, what, what those um, it's the baby boomers, yeah. and not them yeah, they generation they love baseball. All them good old boys, yeah. old curmudgeons. Oh, yeah. get off my lawn, guys. Yeah, they they love baseball. That's why I said as long as long as that group is still around, baseball is going to be trash. I'm be honest, no matter what happens, it's going to be trash. Mm-hmm. All right, next my next calling out names is from my team Tennessee. Oh man! I need to, since I since I addressed my new GM George Payton, I gotta address my new athletic director, Dr. Danny White. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna do anything, now your track record shows that you have a good job. You did a great job at UCF. So I'm gonna tell you now, you got a you got a bunch of you know what to clean up because of Jeremy Pruitt and Philip Former. But do your job. Hire the right coach, and it better not be no Jeff Fisher. You heard me? Better not be no Jeff Fisher. Hire the right coach. Hire the right coach. And if you do try to do any sneaky under the under the table moves, please don't put them in McDonald's bags, please. No more Happy Meals, guys. Just do just do like they do in in, in AAU. Give them hundred dollar handshakes. That's what they do. And ladies and gentlemen, that's calling out names. Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. We got more. We got more. Look, cut the beat. I am calling out the Los Angeles Clippers. Don't tell me y'all lost to the Hawks. We just won seven games in a row and lost to the Atlanta Hawks. But y'all did not have Kawhi, Paul George, or Patrick Beverly. Do not care. How in the world? No. Are you? And we lost by ten. Trey Young dropped almost 40 points. 
Y'all don't have, exactly. Y'all don't have Paul High or Paul George. Who's playing defense? Man. Or Patrick Beverly. It doesn't matter. Y'all need to come on, dude. This is. Is that is that that's it? Trash. And ladies and gentlemen, that's now calling now, now that's calling out names. Yeah. Freaking clickers. Alright, final segment, man. We we're gonna close the show how we opened it. And we said we gonna remember Kobe, man. So Final words on the Mamba. Thank you, man. Twenty, you made you made my life as a kid and as a young, a, a teenager, adult, young adult. You made you always made it interesting. I'm gonna hate that you're not here to join the second chapter, the next chapter of your life. But as long as Laker Nation is 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 alive and rolling, we are gonna keep your legacy going. To Gigi, to to all the little mambasitas out there, we gonna keep young legacy going because there's plenty. You inspired so many young girls, and you gonna just keep young legacy going for what? Even though you were just 13 years old, you made such an impact on this world. So, rest in peace. Thank y'all. Might let y'all have y'all final words on on the Mamba before we head on out. Uh, for me, it's uh, I mean the same thing. I want to thank Kobe for uh, basketball wise, just being great, showing greatness, leading greatness, uh, and helping carry basketball from one generation to the next. Um, but, but overall, man, uh, thanks for as a. As a positive black man, being a positive father, man, uh, and a positive husband, being uh, in home and also being being that out in public, man, that is, is great to see uh, black men being fathers. So, uh, I want to thank you for that, man. Rest in peace to Gigi. Uh, you had a whole world, a whole life uh, ahead of you, and uh, also rest in peace to everybody that lost their life uh, on the helicopter. Uh, friends and family of them too. Absolutely, most definitely. Uh, I echo everything you guys said, and on a personal note, you know, Kobe Kobe was like a topic of debate when I was in high school. I had with numerous people because I couldn't stand the Lakers, and I most definitely was going against Kobe at every chance, every, <laughs> left or right. I did not care. I was not supporting nobody who wore a Laker jersey. Yeah, I still don't. And, oh, yeah, I still don't, even though LeBron is still my favorite player, but it, it hurts me to see him wear a Laker jersey. But, when yeah. When wearing the Clipper one. Oh, yeah, I wish. But, um, yeah. Kobe, most definitely, you know, just little stuff like that, you know, me, my, me and my friends, we over there debating, having the, uh, about this dude, and it was fun, you know. And, you know, what he did for the, the best thing I've seen him do was most definitely the way he he inspired these dudes, like, ran, like everybody up in, um, in the world to appreciate, not only just being a father, like these dudes that have daughters. Mm. It was dope to see everybody who had, like, all, all of um, my homies girl, and everything that girl had dads. the girl dad mm-hmm. thing. That was that was very dope. I really did like that. That mm-hmm. was very, very I dope. I think that's dope. Very, very dope. That was, you know, even outside of, you know, basketball, you know, like you said, that's secondary. Everybody <laughs> know how great he is when he comes mm-hmm. to basketball, but, yeah, everything he did off the court was just amazing. B? That's a great song selection too, B. Yeah. Shout out to John. Yeah, it's up. It's the Kobe, uh, the dude that I picked on, the reason I picked the Lakers on NBA Live 98, 
97, 98. This was Kobe's first. First ones, right? Yeah. I used to I used to uh, play that joint and I would uh take I would take the uh, the rules off. Yeah. And Kobe was a beast with the rule with the rules. I'll just run through just socking people. Bop, bop, you know. I remember them. Yeah. You know, from there to uh uh when when me and Nick would play NBA courtside uh, on yeah. Nintendo sixty four. Uh, I remember that I missed that game. Um yeah, let me see uh, uh uh you know him changing the game and, and, and he wanted to be when he got in the game, I'm trying to be better than Jordan. Right. I don't care about nothing else. I'm trying to be better than Jordan. And and you know, that that was his whole thing and he went in there and he he looked just he looked just like him. For somebody to you know, do that and and, and you know, sometimes, you know, he I don't know. I, I low key think Jordan I mean uh Kobe mid range is better than Jordan, but I don't know. That's <laughs> that's just my opinion. Wow. I don't know. That's my he, now I would say and Kobe would make harder mid range jumpers. He was the most difficult shot difficult shot maker I've ever seen. No, 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 we're not gonna say that. He was the best bad shot maker. Whoever uh, whoever played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took some uh, bad and he, shots. he normalized making bad shots. What, what was it bad shots? Maybe he he knew. Kobe from a technical aspect. Yes. 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 But he probably but he probably knew. I mean, who who was the first person that shot behind the the the, the, uh, the backboard and went over and went hit in there? Like you would think me. that. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, but you know, um, on top of that, you know, like like we said in the beginning, that the whole mama mentality, um, the the his, his the footprints he left in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They're here. They're they're here because he didn't just get in the game and leave. Right. You know, like uh, Elijah Wan assists with with other people. Right. That they're, they're going to do the next generation and follow and follow on. So he's here forever. Like I, you know, for the majority of my life, I think I've been a, a Kobe fan since I was when Kobe got in the game when 96. I was ninety six. Ninety six. Ninety six. So I was a uh, thirteen. Mm-hmm. I was twelve. I, I, I'm th- I, I'll be thirty eight this year. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that's most of your adulthood. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So right I, that's all. That's why I'm like, yo, I've been watching this dude. And Nick, no, we used to have uh, at, at my studio. We used to play uh, uh, NBA 2K two on twos. Yeah, yeah I, I was cold with Kobe. Yeah. I'll go get Kobe and, 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 and I'll, I'll get Jordan too. But but Kobe though, like even on the game, I knew. <laughs> you see his face. I knew Kobe shot. I knew Kobe <laughs> shot better than Jordan. So I would. I, I, any mid range, it, it was guaranteed. But um, just just. Even the interviews, like if you don't, even if for the people that that didn't watch Kobe, go look at every interview he's done. Yeah. Especially postseason, because Kobe Kobe really showed you how much, how his his IQ level was. Kobe was, you know, he 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 didn't he he didn't talk much. He came and, and, and handled business and and and, and stayed and, and and practiced after. Right. He felt he probably didn't didn't do good enough when he killed him, yeah. you know what I'm saying. But that's the attitude I have. Um, you know, he, he showed you how to be a a, a mentor, a, um, a, a parent. Yeah. He he showed you how to excel in anything you do. I mean, you know, what what what, what more could you ask for and now, from, from this person? You know what I'm saying? That's it. And we got to keep the mama mentality. Like I said, yes, the mama mentality is not just on the court, it's off the court. 
So my mentality is this podcast, and we gonna keep it going. So next week is Super Bowl week. We gonna talk the big game. We gonna talk some prop bets, and we gonna look ahead, and we gonna check the box to see who has the advantage going into to the Super Bowl for us. So thank y'all, man. And again, Kobe, miss you, love you. RP to the Annabellis, to the Chester family, the Mauser family, the Zovan families. You're in our prayers as well. Y'all, y'all loved ones will forever be missed too. And Vanessa. And Vanessa. Man. Natalia, Bianca, Capri, Joe Jellybean Bryant, this Pam Bryant, the Kobe sisters, Laker Nation. It's Mama out. But in the words of LeBron's, LeBron, not forgotten. See y'all next week. Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.